0: Have not taken a single penny from any country 933 and AM560
1: KWTO
0: this is the Elijah Har show follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 933 KWTO and stream us on the 933 mobile app. Welcome back. It's been way too many days since I've been in studio. But the real news of the day is producer Garrett has pink eye, which means we're not allowed to have guests today. So it's just for two hours, you and I discussing the news of the day. What's going on? I there's so much news going on, and that's the first thing you bring up. Well, I just I, I need our listeners to understand. It's just going to be me and Garrett today. We are going to do our analysis and sort of where we stand on everything. But we're not. Why bring in other people who could be exposed to the contagiousness? I am wearing about three masks and a couple of like a pair of goggles, swim swim goggles. It'll be great. I am not going to get pink
1: eye. Yeah, that's that's why we don't have guests, Elijah. Thank you for that. It's it's producer Garrett's fault. It's, it's a safety issue. A safety <laughs> issue.
0: Uh, we got so much to discuss today. There's so much going on in the world, the presidential race, the gubernatorial race. We got lots to jump into, but I want to start where most of America started this weekend, which was at Barbieheimer. <laughs> so there was, I, I know, I know, Garrett's like, Whoa, what okay, Barbie opened this weekend, Oppenheimer this weekend. I've seen like a million hot takes on these two movies. Now I watched Oppenheimer. I went to it yesterday, so you didn't have to, but you should. It's a very good movie. But I think it's really interesting. Before we jump into the, like the, the 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 parts of the movies, I think it's interesting to discuss the movies in the perspective of whether or not either of them. You know, there's a lot of people that say, "Well, Barbie is a feminist movie." A lot of discussion in the movie about patriarchy. I, I don't know who used that word in normal conversations, but it's, it's mentioned at least a dozen times in the movie. Apparently, Ken keeps bringing up the patriarchy. Um, and then you've got Oppenheimer, where no female speaks for the first 22 minutes of the movie.
1: And then right afterwards, something empowering happens, correct?
0: I don't know if it's empowering. There's like a, a, a what do you want to call it? There's an adult scene. Fairly quickly after the very first females introduced in the movie. Now, I've seen there's a variety of liberals that are like, well, Oppenheimer is this white man movie where women aren't involved unless they're used as a, you know, they're used. And Barbie, on the other hand, oh, this is such a female empowerment movie and all this kind of stuff. And you know what's funny is I take a very different perspective of these two movies. Um, I don't think Barbie is at all about the patriarchy. In fact, the entirety of the Barbie movie, not that I've seen it, but I read the screenplay and read the reviews is basically that she spends the entire movie trying to find fulfillment in things and products. At the end of the movie, she's like, none of them are fulfilling at all. I mean, this is like the, the, the female version of Ecclesiastes. Maybe that's dismissive to say, but Vanity, vanity, all is vanity. There's no value in the pink car and the pink outfits and the pink house. And even in, in this sort of, you know, glorious pink boyfriend and Ken at the end of the movie, she's hunger, hungering for like a, a friendship and relationship and closeness that none of these other things provide to her. Oppenheimer on the other hand, and I know we're probably over-examining, but it's a three-hour movie. It it, it goes by fast. It does not seem like a three-hour movie. The first two hours is essentially a history lesson about J. Robert Oppenheimer's character study and how he built the bomb. The last hour elevates the movie tremendously. Suddenly, you realize there's a huge inner inner character fight going on in the movie. There's crossing and double-crossing and triple-crossing. And the, movie, the movie's a fantastic character study. But what I found interesting about the movie is the relationship between Oppenheimer, his wife, who has a plethora of issues, and yet at somehow in the worst parts of both of them and their lowest points of the movie, they sort of build the other one up. There's there's multiple scenes. One where he has a a dramatic failing, and she basically she finds him, and he's uh, not maybe not suicidal, but he's sort of despondent. She's like, "Whoa, you've got way too many people." counting on you to be down right now. Like you have harmed me and our relationship, but it is more important that you fix what's going on and build this bomb to protect the United States. than you worry about me. You don't get to be the victim, but you all, but that's the point is you don't get to cry yourself to sleep tonight. And then later, I mean, she treats him very shabbily and, and frankly, he does treat her the same way. But then later he's in this examination and his lawyers like you can't call your wife. She's going to either fold under the pressure or throw you under the bus because of their tumultuous relationship. And then she shows up and basically rises to the challenge. I found I thought it was very interesting watching watching Oppenheimer and watching both Oppenheimer and Barbie. At the end of the day, they are relational movies. They are about the interplay between us and other people and how the bonds of human kindness and the relationships and those things are far more valuable at the end of days than anything that we can accomplish or anything we can purchase I, I think about this a lot my oldest son he's, he's very very smart he's not Oppenheimer' smart I don't know maybe he is but Oppenheimer' is a theoretical physicist who flies all over the world to get training and he's some of the greatest scientists of his day including Albert Einstein but at the end of the movie he's he's he, like the most important and the the the, the best things he has is his personal relationships. It is not the things he's accomplished. He's he he's sort of vapid in in the the accomplishments he has. And this is what I'm always trying to impress upon my son is you could be the smartest person on earth. It's not super fulfilling. Our accomplishments are fine, but it's the relationships you develop. And I felt like that was the takeaway of both movies this weekend, whether it's the purchasing of things or the accomplishing of things both of those in both movies and in both of their lives sort of fell secondarily to the relationships they built.
1: And both of these movies also have a tie historically now, too. This was the fourth highest box office weekend in history. Fourth? I'm surprised it wasn't first. Well, I, I think it might have been the most like combined between two movies, but you got you got movies like Avatar, you have movies like The Avengers, you have those big box office movies, but this was the first... You know how in in baseball uh you you have perfect games or no hitters, and then every once in a while you'll hear about a combined no hitter Yeah, they to take the, yeah yeah i think I think Barbieheimer was a combined no hitter for the box office industry
0: um i I wasn't surprised Barbie got more because it's half as long and therefore they can schedule a bunch more showings but Joel and I went um to a four o'clock showing yesterday at uh a m c and our theater was full, but it was a small theater. The mm. amount of pink in the lobby was
1: obscene. Oh, yeah. I know. I'm, I'm going to have to eventually... I'm, I'm, I'm going to see both movies, and I, I, I don't even know if I can do both. You know what I mean? Like, that is a long, long time, and I'm great at doing nothing. We've established this several times on the so, show. So,
0: I, I could sit... I, I, I used to try to convince Joelle let's let's go to a movie, and then we'll just sneak into another one. So like, we, we don't have to pay the admission. I mean, it's expensive going kind to of movies. She would, she will never agree to that. But she was like, walk again. She's like, ah, three hours of movies, half hour of ads. She's like, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna have to get up and walk around a couple times. I mean, we it got over. And she's like, wow. She's like, I did not realize this movie was already over. Like it, it is a, it's moving quickly the whole movie.
1: Um, so Barbie made 155 million opening weekend. That's a lot yeah that's a lot and oppenheimer made 80 which is still way above salty. the predicted salty what, i mean what does salty mean spicy that's okay. good it, it, it's very <laughs> <Sorry>. yeah <laughs> oh my. i've never what? heard that term before you kids these days oh you kids let's yeah. go back let's go back to text from 20 minutes ago back. real quick when you said yas queen slay to me and over you didn't text know message. what it mean. I know what it means. I have a girlfriend who's 21. I know what it means.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> speak the lingo, bro. Come
1: I on. just, I guess when I heard house speaker, you really speak for everyone. That's, That's right, impressive. bro.
0: I do. <laughs> but, <laughs> what, what is it the kids say these days, you know, since you're 16 years old? Bet. bet
1: bet's a big one. Yeah. I was actually, I was thinking about this the other day, and now I can't remember the word that I used, but I used it. I was like, oh, I'm, I still got it. Hip. I'm cool. Like, yeah, I, I can't remember what it was now. And that's really bad radio. But <laughs> uh, amazing. Super enlightening.
0: Um, what's the thing where you take, take like your first two fingers in the right hand and like
1: tap it on your left elbow? Um, oh, you know what? And then somebody says like sheesh or something? That was something whenever I was in like high school, that was something that only like the really cringy kids oh, did. Okay. And now it's kind of gone a little more mainstream. I say
0: my kids do it. Yeah. I, 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 so. I, I'm not, I won't ask them. I usually just Google stuff. So I don't, I, I don't, I, I'm not too far out.
1: Yeah. No, that, that one I really have no idea. It's like a pulse check or something, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But
0: they always say sheesh when they do it.
1: Yeah. Now sheesh has been around for a while. Okay. Sheesh is just, just means like, dang however you use dang you can use sheesh okay all right but anyway are our uh, movies back now because again fourth highest in yes. all time are mo- do, do people so is movies, this an outlier or no not so here's
0: the thing movies have gone through they they faced essentially like a perfect storm of factors they faced covid and they faced streaming and frankly streaming is way worse for me than covid is um because a lot of people You can have a high dish or high def flat screen TV in your house, and a lot of movies now just get released right off the bat to Netflix or Amazon Prime. And so you don't have to worry about going to a theater. I prefer the theater experience, but it's the same. A lot of there's not been a lot of conversation about this. A lot of sports teams are worrying about the quote unquote streaming effects of sports. You know, it's so fun to watch a baseball game, except it's a hundred degrees out and you have a hard seat, whereas you can watch it in the comfort and air conditioning of your own home with the, whatever food you want and get the most up close angles. And so sports teams, football, baseball, basketball, they've been in sort of a tough place of trying to figure out how are we going to handle that? How are we going to not lose fans? Um, and I think that's the same the same problem that movies have. Now, movies have one more thing and two more things. They've got a strike going on right now, so they're not going to crank anything out until they work that out. And then they have just by and far they're they're very very liberal. And you could see some of the liberal bent of of Oppenheimer and and certainly in the Barbie film. A lot of there's a lot of way to be like, oh, this is clearly like the liberalism of Hollywood coming through. But by and large, I mean if you look at Sound of Freedom, we've talked about this before, the human trafficking movie, made by conservatives about an issue that should be bipartisan, nonpartisan. It is a surprise hit of the summer. And I say this all the time. At some point, Hollywood, maybe they don't care about money, but at some point, when they want to make money, you look back, Sound of Freedom, surprise hit of the summer. When the Passion of the Christ came out, Mel Gibson, surprise hit of the year. I mean, the, the, the Christian conservative right is desperate to go see movies. And to not feel guilty about spending their money at the box office. So if you're a famous director or producer. You greenlight all the conservative scripts you want. Nintendo movie. It was a cartoon that did not have a liberal agenda. There was no transgender people in it. It wasn't a conversation about you know the, how terrible the nuclear family is. And people just rushed out to see it. And I think this is one of the things I would remind Hollywood of constantly is. There's a massive hunger for conservative films that people don't have to feel guilty about seeing. And people just, Hollywood just by and large has has, has missed that opportunity. And then they they cry and moan because people to go to the box office and, and Netflix has cut into them and, and uh, people stopped going to see movies during the pandemic. A lot of them just never, never started again.
1: So after the success of Barbie, there are several other Mattel movies that are being made, not have been talked about being made, not um, are rumored to be made, but are actively being made. And I want to see if any of these interest you whatsoever. So number one on uh, number two on the list actually, because number one from this website is something I don't recognize. Uh, number two on the list: Thomas the Tank Engine. Nope, didn't grow up with it. Really? See, I was I was pretty big into Thomas for a little while. I think don't- my
0: kids were you. You probably raised the same time as them.
1: That's a good point. That's a really good point. <laughs> uh, they have a movie about the Magic 8-Ball coming out, not the one they found in the White House, I re- a different one. <laughs> Not an
0: 8-Ball, <eight> <laughs> but the Magic 8-Ball. Um, I Yes, I played with that, although my parents
1: didn't allow it in the house because... Magic 8-Ball? Magic. Yeah. So, But I played with it at friends' houses. So I'm telling your parents you said that. Um, you know, it's funny
0: <laughs> when you get to a certain age and you and your parents have those sort of like... Uh, conversations about, oh, yeah,
1: I did this or I did that. You've had those with your parents, right? It's the best. It's so fun. I love it because so, statute of limitations is up. I could just be like, 100%. oh, I snuck out that night. And 100%. It, it's, it's so funny. Like, oh, remember when I told you I was sick from school? Yeah. Hungover. Like, there were a couple of great... Ah. great moments okay. throughout my childhood all
0: right let's go to break <laughs> let's come back and let's just discuss that when what did you have those this conversation compared to what were they like oh i'm
1: so excited all, all right, right we'll be right go. back